Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nostalgic Mystery Radio. I'm your host, Stevie Kay, and it's my honor to bring you the radio shows of yesteryear. For this episode, I bring you Father Brown, episode titled The Actor and the Alibi, originally aired November 2nd, 1986, where Father Brown discovers that the cast of a famous stage comedy might include a killer. But how can that be when everyone has a perfect alibi? We'll see. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this Nostalgic Mystery Radio. Thank you for listening. We present The Actor and the Alibi, adapted by John Scottney, with Andrew Sachs as Father Brown. Um, excuse me? Uh, sorry, sir. The box office is shut at the moment. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to see the play. No, not many do, I'm afraid. Well, what can we do for you? I had a message from your Mr Jarvis. Ah, well, I'm afraid he's rehearsing on stage at the moment. Well, he said a Mr Mandeville needed my help. Of course, Father, it went out of my head, it did. Oh, I'm sorry. What with all the bother of the first night? Mr Mandeville's at the back of the house, uh, through here. Ah, thank you. Only be as quiet as you can. They're in the middle of rehearsing. Oh, yes, of course. It's Father Brown for you, Mr. Mandeville. Oh, hello, Father Brown. Thank you for coming so quick. Well, if you'll excuse me, gents. How do you do, Mr. Mandeville? A Munden Mandeville, Father. Uh, so licensee and proprietor of the Hippolyum Theatre. Well, really, the name is Potter. Only you've got to call yourself something posh in this business, haven't you? <laughs> I suppose so. Uh, Mr. Jarvis said you needed my help, Mr. Mandeville. That I do, Father Brown. That I do. It's Miss Moroni, a very beautiful, very talented little lady, but, well, you know, Italian background and the old Latin temperament. They're all mad, I reckon. Well dear guest, we'd be awfully grateful if you'd be a little quieter. We are trying to rehearse, and it does affect the concentration, so... Sorry, dear heart, only it's Father Brown, the priest, he's arrived. Oh, Father Brown, <laughs> Yes, my love. This way, if you would, Father. Oh, I meant to ask, how come that you know Ashton? Ashton? Oh, Mr Jarvis. Well, he's a Catholic. He comes to Mass sometimes. Now, about a Catholic, is he now? Oh, Father Brandon, please come up. Mind the steps? <laughs> They're only temporary. Ah, yes, thank you so much. <laughs> Careful now, Father Brown. That's it. That's it. I really don't know why my husband troubled you, Father Brown. But thank you for coming. Oh, you've met Mr. Jarvis, of course. Yes. Morning, Father. Morning. You got my telephone message. Oh, indeed. I do hope you can help, Father Brown. I really do, yes, I tell you. Yes, well, so do I. But I do need to know what exactly your problem is with Miss Moroni. She's been in a most peculiar mood ever since we started rehearsals. She came to me highly recommended. I assure you, my dear, very highly recommended. Yes, she is a very pretty girl. I gave her every advantage and she does this to me. Uh, does what? Oh, I ask you. Good looks do um, not uh, Mr Jarvis. She has locked herself in her dressing room, Father, refuses to come out, and has spent the last three hours alternately sobbing and shouting through the keyhole in Italian. Well, none of us speaks Italian, and you do, and 
she refuses to speak English. Ah, now I understand. I suppose there is some reason for her flying off the handle like this. Does anyone know what it is? Dissatisfied with her part, I believe. I can only say, Father Brown, that she has been quite impossible all week. And I gave her what ought to be the best part. It's supposed to be what stage-struck young women want, isn't it? To act the beautiful young heroine and marry the beautiful young hero in a shower of bouquets and cheers from the gallery. But she is far from grateful. Women of my age naturally have to fall back on playing matrons. And I was careful to confide myself to that. Oh, my dear, you're most unfair to yourself. You really are. But if you wouldn't mind, Father Brown, we ought to go and see if you can get through to Miss Moroni this way. If you just come this way. Uh, aren't it. you needed here? No, it's all above my head, this stuff. The classics. <laughs> I'll leave it to the wife. She's the clever one. Now, through here. Watch this. Oh, good heavens. Yeah, it's clever, isn't it? Demon King used to pop out through there. Come on, we'll let him get on with it. The Demon King, you said? Yeah. I miss all that, you know. I've had this theatre 20 years old since 92. Cool, 1892. <laughs> I was, what, 28 then? Yeah. I used to love the pantos. We did them all. Mm. Had the stage rigged out with trap doors, every trick in the book. And a few that weren't in the book. Mm. I still keep all the old sets down here under the stage. Here, have a look at this. Oh. Why, it, um, it looks like, like, uh, like Bluebeard's castle. So it is. Ah. Yeah. Of course, the mice have got out a bit now. But look at that. Lovely bit of work. Ah, oh, the laughter of children, Father Brown. The laughter of the kiddies. Nothing like it. Oh, yes. No. Oh, we had all here we did in the old days. Little Titch. Oh. Yes. Mr. Ralph, he always had to be called. <laughs> George Eastwood. Vesta Tilly. Yeah. We even had poor old Dan Lido himself. Once. Did you really? He did indeed. It, it, it was in a panto I first met Mrs. Mandeville. Eight years ago. I brought her in as principal boy. Of course, we don't do that sort of thing now. The wife has raised the tone a bit. I guess you're putting on school for scandal. Yes, yes. Well, well the wife likes these, what she calls, classical comedies. Mm -hmm. Now, just between you and me, I reckon they're a sight more classic than comic. <laughs> Still, not that we didn't have the classics here before, you know. We had Henry Irving one time. Sir Henry Irving in the Bells, it was. Really, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Right, here we are. This is my little den. If you listen, you can hear them all acting away on the stage above us. Hey? Oh. Yeah, that one's singing. Yes. Ah. Here's to the sorting oh. hey. That's it, yeah. yes. Yeah. Now, Miss Moroni. Yes, now, uh, her dressing room's bang opposite, down that little corridor, see? Oh, yes, yes. Um, who's the woman outside? Oh, that's Mrs. Sands, my wife's dresser. Bit of an old tartar, but loyal as you like. And the gentleman? But he's our leading man, Norman Knight. Bit of, um... Star, isn't that what they call them nowadays? Yeah. Uh, anything up, Mrs. Sands? I beg your pardon, sir. Any sound from the prima donna? I haven't heard anything. Not for some time, sir. 
And you, Norman. Oh, by the way, this is Father Brown. I'm sure you recognise Norman Knight, Father Brown. Oh, I am... Um, Charles. Uh, anyway, you heard anything from Lamaroni, old chap? Earlier on, there were a few what sounded like curses, but then the rest, shall we say, was silence. Oh, blooming neck. Do you think she could have done herself in, Father Brown? Well, if she'd been a German, gone away to think quietly about metaphysics and Weltschmerz, I, I should have been... Yes, Weltschmerz. I should have been oh. all for breaking the door down. Well, these Italians don't really die so easily and are not liable to kill themselves in a rage. Somebody else, perhaps. Uh, yes, possibly. It might be as well to take ordinary precautions if she comes out with a leap. Oh, blimey, that's just what we need. <coughs> Hello? Who's there? Uh, it's me, Governor. Oh. There's uh, someone here wants to see you. Well, tell him I'm busy, Mandy. will you? Oh, God. Hello, Lady Miriam. How kind of you to call. Uh, allow me, Lady Miriam Torbett. What this a is... divine costume. Don't tell me. You're playing Canon Chasuble. Okay, or is that some other play, Mandy? Oh. Um, uh, Poor dear Oscar. My mother knew him, you know, when he was all the rage before... No, no, Father Brown's not an actor. He's now, a real... Now, it's, it's, it's... Wait a minute. Don't tell me. It's Norman Wright, isn't it? Norman Wright? Knight. Lady Miriam. Knight. Not right. What's not right? No, he, he's not... He, he's a... Uh, uh, knight, my lady. Oh, what a gaff. A knight. I'm so sorry, Sir Norman. Oh. Now you do forgive me, don't you, Sir Norman? Yes, Lady Mirabel. Mundy, I can't come tonight and I don't want to. Yes, well, I like I? writers and I especially like actors, eh, Sir Norman? But I don't like plays. They're a bore. Yes, As well, I say, I can't come tonight and I don't want to. But... I've never seen a rehearsal in ordinary clothes. Yeah. Might be a bit funny, you know. Hmm? You simply must let me see a rehearsal. That would be different. Lady All Lady. those funny people in the wrong clothes. <laughs> Somehow nowadays, Sir Norman, one can never find a thing one's never seen. Well, I cannot uh, I'm sorry, sorry, gents, if you'd excuse me just a minute or two. Of course, Lady Miriam, I can give you a box for the rehearsal, if you wish it. Oh, topping, Mandy, thanks awfully. Not at all. Perhaps your ladyship would come this way. Oh, yes. uh, I wonder whether Mandeville can be so much of a cad. He actually prefers that sort of woman. Prefers her to... Uh, yes. Uh, perhaps we'd better relieve Mrs Sands, Mr Knight. Yes. It's all right, Mrs Sands. You can have a rest now. Oh, very generous of you, I'm sure. Pity no one thought of letting me off earlier, and I might have got a bite to eat. Goodbye, then, gentlemen. Our Mrs Sands is rather a rough diamond. Has she been with Mrs Mandeville long? Oh, yes. She was with her touring the classics before she met Mandeville. I think Mrs Sands thinks this place is rather a come-down for her mistress, as between ourselves it is. Oh? I certainly wouldn't dream of playing here if it wasn't for the opportunity of acting with someone of Mrs Mandeville's talent and, I may say, character. Ah. What she's doing married to the sort of man who brings in little Italian... Yes, yes. Speaking of little Italians, I feel I really ought to perhaps try to make some sort of contact with Miss Moroni. Yes, yes, go ahead. Yes. Scusi, signora. Scusi, signora Moroni. Sono un amico di signora Mandeville. Porca puttana, vado dall'inferno e lasciami in pace. Non capisco perché la gente non si rende conto. Yes. I think I'd rather not translate it, but at least we know she's alive. Oh, and kicking, it seems. Kicking? Well, she seems to be breaking glass with her feet. A looking glass, perhaps. Oh, dear. Ah, 
Mr Mandeville. Hello, Father Brown. Sorry about that. What news from in there? Well, we've established she's still alive. She hasn't committed suicide. Oh, well, that's a relief. As old Baden-Powell said on Mafeking Night, eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you think I should get Sam, the stage carpenter, to get the door off its hinges? No, not if you want her to act in the play. No? If you force the door, she'll raise the roof and refuse to stay in the place. If, however, you leave her alone, she'll probably come out from mere curiosity. Ah, you're a clever man, Father Brown. But of course he is, dearest. Come along, Jarvis. Yes, Mrs. Mandeville. Dear Father Brown, I'm sorry we had to abandon you. Mr. Jarvis and I had to finish that scene. We couldn't go any farther without Maria, of course. Have you had any success with our little Italian termagant? Yes, Father. Did you manage to communicate with her? Uh, yes, Mr Jarvis. We did um, exchange a few words. Father Brown thinks we should leave her alone for a bit more, you know. Let us do a bit. In that case, I'll get Mrs Sands to keep watch again and we'll get on with rehearsing the scenes in which she doesn't appear. It was a pleasure to meet you, Father Brown. Oh, thank you. you. Well, I'll I'll get back to the office then. Thanks for the trouble, Father Brown. I'm sorry to have dragged you out here. I must insist that at least you let us give you lunch. Yes, most kindly. There's a capital chop house right next door. They know me there. You tell them to charge it to me. Oh, no, I couldn't Oh, it's the least we could do, Father Brown. Oh. Mr Jarvis, we'll be rehearsing the fourth act. I'll get someone to read in for you. Oh. Would you take Father Brown to lunch as our guest? It'd be a pleasure, Mrs. Mandeville. Oh, that's settled then. Now, everybody, the fourth act, not a dress rehearsal. Very well then, dear lady, not a dress rehearsal. Good. I could wish the costumes of this infernal period weren't quite so elaborate. Oh, I'll see you later then, Father Brown. Enjoy your meal. I must get stuck into some paperwork. Cheerio, or... Uh, Anything else, uh, gentlemen? Oh. We've uh, some very uh, tasty stew. Oh, no, no, thank you. I couldn't eat anything else. Yes, Mr. Mandeville was right. This is an excellent place. Mm. And really, it is most generous of him to pay for the meal. He's a strange one, Mandeville. He used to be as jovial a philanderer as ever sauntered down Piccadilly. Mm-hmm. But now, there's some sort of shadow in his life. Maybe something on his conscience. And I doubt whether it has anything to do with his fashionable flirtations. Well, look at the way he treats his poor neglected wife. Neglected? Oh, yes. It's pathetic the way she sometimes admits she wished she had a more intellectual life. Yet, she always does her duty. (laughs) But I'm afraid I must be getting back. Waiter! Yes, Mr. John. This is to go on Mr. Mandeville's bill. Uh, yes, sir. Waiter, you know Mr. Mandeville well? Oh, yes, sir. Though he doesn't come in as often as he used to before he was married. But then we don't go to the theatre nowadays. Not since he stopped doing pantos. Ah, yes. Wonderful they were, them <laughs> pantos. They had Dan Leno as the dame once, Father. Oh, yes, yes. Mm. Well, my wife was in that. She was the princess. Was she, sir? Yes. I'm afraid I can't recall her, sir. No. We only had eyes for the old dame. Marvellous she was. <laughs> he was. Of course. That's it. That's what's the matter with our Italian friend. Is Miss Moroni a good actress, Mr Jarvis? Oh, yes, I'd say she is, rather. 
She has quite a reputation, in fact. Mm. Yes, we must get back. Uh, did I have my umbrella waiting? Oh, I'll uh, just get it, sir. Thank you so much. You know, there is generally a perfectly good reason for mad Italian rages. Mm. The Latins are far more logical than we are. Oh! It was an excellent... Oh! 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 I think this gentleman wishes to see you, sir. Well, Inspector Bagshaw, what are you doing here? Well, I could say the same of you, Father Brown. You seem to get everywhere. But we do consider ourselves the Catholic Church, Inspector. Mm. I'm sorry, I don't quite follow. Anyway, look, I'll tell you why I'm here. That theatre you were at this morning, there's been a murder. Not Miss Maroney. No, not Miss Maroney, Mr... Uh, I don't believe I've had the pleasure. This is Mr Jarvis. He's one of my parishioners. He's also an actor. <laughs> Delighted to meet you, Inspector. Mr Jarvis, the actor. Well, Mr Jarvis, can I ask you, where were you between the hours of 12.30 and 1.30 today? He was having lunch with me. Was he? Oh. Oh, well, one more to cross off the list of suspects. Uh, no offence meant Mr Jarvis, but you were my last hope. No. Inspector, and you I please can tell you, speak? it's not Miss Maroney who's dead. Oh, she has gone missing. What? When Mr Knight found the body, they decided to break her door down. Well, it's understandable. Anyway, they found she'd gone. Smashed a window and climbed out. Good Lord! Then who is dead, Inspector? It's Mr Mandeville, sir. Mr Mandeville? Stabbed in his office when the door was locked, and everyone apart from you, sir, was on stage. As witnessed by Lady Miriam Talbot, who was watching them. Never come across anything like it. And that old cow in the corridor... Oh, Mrs. Sartes. Oh, yes, that's right, that one. She swears blind no one went near his office. Anyway, I'd be glad if you gentlemen would come back to the theatre with me. Yes, I'd sir. rather take your statements there. I left a young constable in charge, and you can't trust them these days. But I've already told you all this before, Inspector. If we could just go through it again, Mr Knight, in case we missed anything. Hmm? Very well. As I said, we were all on the stage when this dreadful thing happened, beneath our feet, as it were. Mm -hmm. We just finished rehearsing Act Four with poor Mrs Mandel. <laughs> there, there, dear. Well, all of us except Mr Jarvis. Yes, I've spoken to him. Please continue, sir. We couldn't do much more without Miss Maroney, so Mrs. Mandeville knocked on her husband's door to ask him to do something. And what happened then, Mrs. Mandeville? Uh, I, I knocked several times, Inspector, but could get no reply. I was naturally concerned that my husband might have been ill. Yes, Mr. Knight gallantly volunteered to break the door down. Uh, which you then did and found the corpse, and I quote, lying forward on his desk, stabbed in the neck with an old property dagger. Oh. Inspector, hmm? have a care for the lady's feelings. Um, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm very sorry, Mrs Mandeville, I'm very sorry to distress you further, but is there any other entrance to Mr Mandeville's office? How do you mean, Father Brown? Well, is there, for instance, another door? Oh, no. It was just a sort of wooden box built under the stage where we stopped doing those awful pantomimes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm afraid this has all been rather a shock. Would you excuse me? Oh, of course, Mrs. Mandeville. Oh. Mrs. Mandeville. Oh, 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 Mr. Knight. Thank you. I'm afraid I came over a little faint. Mr. Knight, perhaps you would be kind enough to... But of course, dear lady. If this inspector will allow me to leave... Yes, go on. <sighs> That is very strange, Inspector. Oh, 
<laughs> Lady Miriam. Uh, now, now, what's that? What's strange? I'm sure Monday told me his name was Wright, not Knight. I say, do you think that's significant? I doubt it, Lady Miriam. Um, what I when should like exactly to... did you leave your box, <clears throat> Lady Miriam? Oh, the very moment they finished that thing they were doing. I mean, it was all jolly interesting, but I was getting a teeny bit bored. So I popped down to say thank you and bye-bye to poor Monday. If I were you, Lady Miriam, I'd... I don't have a rest. It's all been a nasty shock. Mm. If Inspector Bagshaw has finished... Oh, yes, yes. You, you go and have a lie down, Milady. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Poor old Monday. Poor old thing. What about me? Can I go too? Ah, oh, dear Mrs. Sands, just one thing. What? You are quite sure that no one went into Mr. Mandeville's office? Like I said, I was outside all the time, nobody came, I didn't fall asleep. Yes, And before you asked me again, that <laughs> Italian thing didn't come out neither. And I didn't hear no scream from him. Satisfied? Thank you. Now can I go? Don't leave the building. Ta very much, I must say. My opinion is that Mrs. Sands is a grumpy, gloomy sort of card. You, you think she's lying? Is that what you mean? Uh, no, no, I, I think I meant it more or less as a detached study of character. Mm. Well, if it's not her, it's got to be the Moroni woman, though, how she did it. What a conundrum. Oh, dear. I've just realised. Mm. I rather fear I myself was a witness to Miss Moroni not being the murderer. What? Yes, it's very foolish of me. Oh, I should have realised. You see, an hour or so before the murder, I heard her smashing something. I stupidly thought she was breaking a mirror. But I'm sure an actress would be much too superstitious to smash a mirror. Of course. Yes, she must have been making her escape by breaking the window well before the murder. So it has to be, Mrs. Sands. Then God knows why she did it. Oh, I'm sure God would know. If she had done it. But, but, Father Brown, you said she was an unpleasant character. Oh, I certainly said that Mrs. Sands' sulky look was a study in character, but not in the character of Mrs. Sands herself. Um, if you want to know what a lady is like, don't look at her, for she may be too clever for you. Don't look at the men around her, for they may be too silly about her. But look at um, some other woman who is always near her, and especially one who is under her. You will see in that mirror her real face. And the face mirrored in Mrs. Sands was very ugly. The true face of her mistress was mirrored there. Surely you don't mean Mrs. Mandeville. Everybody regards her as a person of the most exalted ideals, almost moving on a higher plane than the rest of us. I suspect that, um, like her servant, she is perhaps, uh, as the inspector would say, something of um, a cow. Oh, come on. I'm sure Mrs. Mandeville's behaviour towards the Italian girl was beautiful. Oh, on the contrary. It struck me from the very first that she was being unfair to that poor Italian. And it was brought home to me in the chop house. Do you remember? The waiter had forgotten your wife as the beautiful princess, but only remembered Dan Lino as the old dame. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. What's Dan Lino got to do with it? Well, Dan Lino had the star part. Isn't that the word? The matronly dame. 
And besides him, the beautiful princess was comparatively unimportant. Now, in the school for scandal, the star part is also the matron, Lady Teasel. The part Mrs. Mandeville so, so charitably gave herself, while the part of the, the beautiful young heroine, as she called it, must be Mariah which is hardly a part at all. Yes, that's true. Yes, if the Italian was, as you say, a first-rate actress who had been promised a star part, she really had some excuse for her Italian rage. Father Brown, I can't accept your view of Mrs. Mandeville. In all the time I've worked with her, she'd never complained. Oh, what you mean is Mrs. Mandeville told you she never complained. As she told Norman Knight, she never complained, and probably every other man in the company. <laughs> but in private, oh, yes, she complained. And yet, really, what did she have to complain about? Nobody pretended that her husband drank or, or, or beat her or left her without money. And though he may have been something of a philanderer before he met her, I suspect he was so much in awe of her as to have been completely faithful as a husband. Yes, when one looks at the facts, apart from the atmospheric impression of martyrdom she contrived to spread, the facts were really quite the other way. Mandeville left off making money on pantomimes to please her. He started losing money on classical drama to please her. She wanted to play Lady Teasel in the School for Scandal, and she got to do so. And no doubt she arranged the scenery and furniture as she wanted. Yes, yeah, but, but what's that got to do with oh, it? Oh, you, you've lost me again. What are you getting at, Father Brown? Can we, um, can we go down to Mr. Mandeville's office, Inspector? Well, if you want to. You want to view the corpse? Uh, no. I want to view the ceiling. Ah, yes, look up there. I thought so. You see, Mr. Jarvis? Yes. Yes, I do see. Good heavens. Well, I don't. This used to be a pantomime theatre, Inspector. Hmm? This office is built under the stage. It's full of all sorts of tricks and devices. Immediately above us is one of the trapdoors. That was how the murderer got in, down from the stage. But everyone was on stage. You think someone popped out in full view of everyone else? No. No, the plan could only work in the fourth act of School for Scandal. Of course. Of course, the famous fourth act. Look. I only went to a board school. Will somebody please explain? In the fourth act of the play, Lady Teasel spends a very long time hidden behind a screen when her husband arrives at an embarrassing moment. She's technically on stage, but... but... Mrs Mandeville had fixed for the screen to be around this here trapdoor. She could nip down, catch her old man on the words, pretend she had something to say to him and... Oh. Yes, and that was Mrs Mandeville's alibi. I think I'd better go and have a word with Mrs. Mandeville. Hmm. What about motive, Father? Oh, I, I suspect we need look no further than Mr. Knight. You think she's in love with him? I do hope so, for really it would be the most human excuse. Hmm. But I have my doubts. She wanted to get rid of her husband, an old-fashioned, vulgar, suburban hack, not even making much money. Yes, she wanted a career as a brilliant classical actress, married to a rapidly rising actor. She was always dogging her husband in private, hoping to use one of his former liaisons as an excuse for a divorce. He died because he wished to remain faithful to her, and she could not bring herself simply to run away with her lover. Her ladylike values demanded respectability, and she was prepared to kill for it.
In The Actor and the Alibi by G.K. Chesterton, the part of Father Brown was played by Andrew Sachs. Munden Mandeville by Peter Jeffrey. Mrs. Mandeville by Sheila Grant. Inspector Bagshaw by Bill Wallace. Ashton Jarvis by David Brierley. Norman Knight by Charles Bailey. Lady Miriam Talbot by Fleur Chandler. The House Manager and the Waiter by Jonathan Scott. Mrs. Sands by Pauline Letts. And Miss Moroni by Karen Asko. The Actor and the Alibi was adapted by John Scotney. And the director from Bristol was Alec Reed. been a nostalgic mystery radio presentation i hope you enjoyed this episode please feel free to like and rate this podcast on your favorite app also there's a nostalgic mystery radio youtube page for your perusal to subscribe to you can contact me by emailing me at nostalgicmysteryradio at gmail.com i hope you have a blessed day or evening and again thank you for listening